with the Peace, Andre Harrell. And yes, I am drinking right now, so it's going to be an interesting podcast. I'm also solo, so this is going to be interesting as well. We'll see how this goes. Somebody posted the other day that they thought they looked like a bunch of mini Craig Max, and to be honest with you, I always thought that. I'm surprised nobody else said it because I was just always thought like, wait, are they related? Because the niggas always looked like me. video came out I don't remember how old I was I just know that we used to order this video all the time I think we knew the routine at some point but this was our shit though this was the shit the best for sure. My dad has a crush on here Mary J. Mary J. Blige, by the way. I just want to point that out. He that's his baby. <laughs> Rest in peace, heavy D. further back because this one is more my childhood um, because my dad listened to this all the freaking time. I guess I could call it the holy trinity of my father's car. Guy, Sade, and I'm um, Babyface. Those three 
all the fucking time. And I mean all the fucking time. I grew up an R&B kid. Like, hip-hop, I love hip-hop. I'm a, I'm a diehard hip-hop head, but... My dad didn't wasn't really a hip hop guy. He was a he was an R and B guy. My dad didn't discover rap until for some reason when he hit fifty. Now all of a sudden he's a hip hop head, which is hilarious to tell to me. But but yeah, this is this is my life growing up for sure. Enough of that. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I am, as usual, I am Will K. The King, and this is the Down with the King podcast. Um, technically, this is episode 47. Now, I know most of you guys haven't seen episode 46, and that's because I didn't post it. Um, for whatever reason, we recorded it right as things started to shut down, and I just, for whatever reason, never got around to posting it. So, I will be posting that episode. It'll probably be posted with this one as a two-pack. Um, I'll probably put the original recording date on there since it was recorded so long ago. And some of the information is outdated. I don't know. I don't care, but I got to put it out there because it's content. It is what it is. My bad for not putting it out there sooner. But welcome to episode 47. Um, it's been a while. It's been nearly two months since we recorded, if not if not two months. Um, a lot has happened in that two months. Uh we're still in quarantine. A lot of um, my state, along with other states, are and have state home orders in place. So, outside of you having to go to things that are essential, like the grocery store and things like that, you suppose that you're asking you to stay ass at home. Um, our state recently enacted where you have to wear a face cover if you're going out in the public place, which is you know is it's not the big a deal, but sadly everybody's not abiding by it. Of course, you're seeing states where people are. Uh, upset about the stay-at-home orders, but we'll get to all of that because there's a lot to cover. Um, but, so I am going, I'm riding Dolo today. This is really unusual. I hate doing solo podcasts, but in the in the space we're in right now, I have really have no choice, so, but I'm going to make it work. I am going to um, call a few people, um, maybe a, a, a couple people, to get some thoughts on certain topics that we're going to talk about today. Um, Ashley K A-K-A-Y, she will be on to annoy us as usual for a couple topics. I might reach out to Casey of the Donald um of the Two AM podcast, um and who knows who, who else, whoever else we just decide to call. You never know what's going to happen today because this is going to be a very unusual podcast for me. It's going to be my first remote podcast, I guess you can say. Um, but we're going to make it work. This is a uh, this is podcasting in quarantine, so. Uh, we're going to get to a few topics. First and foremost, um, I'll just I'll give a recap on how things have been going for me. Um, well, for one, my job is essential, so I've been working. Um, I've been blessed enough to actually be able to work from home for the most part. I, I, I go into the office once a week, um, so it's not too bad. Um, I, I, I'll say this every day I work, I realize how lucky I am to still be able to work because there's a lot of people that can't or don't have the ability to have lost their jobs or whatever the case may be. And so... I feel blessed to even be able to say I still have a job and still have the ability to pay my bills because a lot of people can't right now. A lot of people are dealing with a lot of uncertainty. We've had 30 million people who've lost their jobs. So we're out of work right now. Um, and not people that have done it voluntarily, people who have actually lost their jobs and have no say. So um, 
it's been a lot. Um, it's been an adjustment working from home so many days because I'm not used to it. Um, you, it. You tend to get too comfortable when you work from home, and it tends that has been my my experience um, for the most part. When I'm not working, I spent it mostly binge watching a lot of shit. Um, and I'm gonna nerd out a little bit here because most of that first month and a half was spent binge watching anime. Well, actually, no, I've been binge watching anime most of the time, but the first one was spent binge watching One Piece. And that was because the suggestion of my brother, uh, J. Will, and Untitled, because them niggas pressured me into it right before the quarantine went into effect. And so I kind of just said, okay, well, if I'm going to do it ever again, um, I avoided it for years because it's fucking 900 fucking episodes. And it's a lot of fucking episodes, and they're still making new ones. So I avoided it for a very long time because it was just a daunting task. But I decided, well, if I'm going to start, if I'm ever going to do it, might as well be now when I can't really go anywhere. So I did. Um, I think since then my birthday happened, didn't do shit because well couldn't. Um, shouts to my sister, my sisters for dropping off some weed um, and some libations for me. So I appreciate them for that, um, for the love for sure. Um, but it was a pretty underwhelming birthday. I, I'm spending in the house, chilling, doing the same thing I've been doing. So I didn't work, which I, I never work on my birthday, and that's still a rule to this day. I don't care what the hell's going on, whether I'm working home or not. I'm not working on my birthday. That's just not happening. So, but aside from that, um, oh, big and high. That's been that that's been happening. Um, I, I rediscovered my uh my. I don't know if it's rediscovered as much as I decided to just start doing it more often and just getting to smoking weed. So, made a few trips to dispensaries and shit like that. So that's been interesting. Um, and Amazon has gotten a lot of my money. And I mean a lot. I got I get packages damn near every day. It's to the point where it's gotten pretty bad. I need to stop buying shit. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people are in that same boat where you just kind of keep ordering shit. You just you can't do shit else, can't go nowhere else. So you just end up on Amazon buying shit for no damn reason. So shouts to the Amazon delivery people and all the delivery people because y'all are the real heroes. Because, uh, yeah, y'all have made this at least unbearable because I, I, I got something to look forward to every day. If I can't necessarily find a reason to leave the house and start going to the grocery store, the next best thing is looking forward to getting a delivery of some kind, something I was looking forward to getting. So, you know, you just kind of take the wins as you get them. So I'm going to first I'm going to give a call to Ashley K and see if she's available because she had a couple topics she wanted to um, chime in on. So we'll call the, um, the half breed real quick here. Hopefully this works because it's the first time I'm doing this shit. If she don't answer, we're gonna fight. We're so gonna fight. Hello, Mandy. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I was going to say, if she don't answer her phone, we going to fight. <laughs> no, I actually did say that before you did. What are we going to fight? The air? Look, I, I, look, I will come find you. <laughs> you you I don't, don't care. even know. You don't even know where I live at. It doesn't so, matter. I, I can I, find I, it. It's not nah, that hard. Not really. No, not really. Yeah, but, actually, okay. it's not that hard. I just got to ask the other friends, dork. <laughs> yeah, but they don't even know where I live at. <laughs> Ashley, it's That's not that. Don't make me hard. actually have to resort to actually using resources. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Like, I, 
I have I know way too many people in different places that can find where you live. Let's be right, clear. Right, because oh yeah, you know all my people. No, that and also I know people me. in places that can track people. <laughs> uh, okay. What right the hell? Exactly. Fine, uh-huh. I'll hire a hitman. Don't play with me. <laughs> right, because you're you're like this inspector gadget. I'm not, but I know people that know people that uh-huh. know people that uh-huh. know murderous people. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 It is what it is. Uh-huh. But welcome to the podcast if you want to be an asshole. Well, thank you, uh, asshole. I already technically I introduced you. I said, hey, guys, Ashley K.A.Y. is coming on. Don't be sad. So, <laughs> But they're not sad. They're they glad are so upset. They get to hear me. They are so upset they about this. I said, oh, me. we got to get here from the half-breed. Fuck this shit. M-E-D. They're probably taking their head. They're probably taking and turning this shit off right now because if when they listen to this. Like, oh, I can skip past this part. Bathroom break. <laughs> mm-hmm. How are you doing? How are you doing today, Ashley? Um, I'm actually doing pretty good. I mean, you know, woke up this morning, um, prayed, meditated, wrote in my journal a little bit, uh, went out, did some shopping, vacuumed out my car, came back, ate, uh, rewatched 30 for 30 documentary about the bad boys because that's on because apparently nothing else is on TV. Well, they have reruns. no sports to advertise, so they ain't have no choice but to show. Of course. Old, old <laughs> of course, games and I, shit. I'm like, I ain't, I, the only time I turn ESPN on is to watch the, the last dance document and I turn that shit off. Oh, yeah, of course. Look, that's pretty that's, much it. Other than final, having, yes. final two episodes air tomorrow, so they do. Been a pretty good series thus far. Yeah, um, the only thing I'm annoyed by is that it just brought all you old Pistons fans out the fucking woodwork to to, to re-argue oh, why yeah, y'all was so the- great. Like, y'all <laughs> niggas annoying, dog. <laughs> I mean... Niggas it, annoying. Like, I, this is the one thing I was like, oh, hit these niggas, come. Now they want to revisit history. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> and then, of course, everybody wants to call Michael Jordan a bitter bitch. Which- I mean, he's still bitter, but I understand why. You nigga, y'all hit me. Yeah, no, right, I get it, too. Like, y'all I mean, niggas- I understand both sides. But, yeah, but, and, and again, yeah, whatever. Pistons yeah. fans are delusional, so I'm not going to even get into that fight. Um, so, so how have you, other than today, how has quarantine been treating you? How have you been spending your time? Um, the the oh, world man. would like to know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, it's been pretty copacetic for me. You know, I'm I'm kind of going to be sad when once they lift the stay-at-home ban and all the crazy start coming back out because they feel as though they need to go get a haircut so bad or they they just need to go to spy and all this other shit, which, I mean, I've been enjoying it because it's helped me mentally. Um, so, yeah, not, not too many complaints. And I mean, you're nuts, I so you do need all the mental um, mental space from other people oh, as possible. Hush up. And I mean, I, I still talk to my, my therapist virtually, so that, that's still a good thing, too. Good. Um, Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Hey, man, we got to have somebody keep you on the keep you on the, on that line because uh, you be teetering sometimes yeah, yeah, and I ain't yeah, got time. Because uh, uh, I, yeah, I can't do yeah. it no more. I'm, not, I'm too stressed. <laughs> You're too stressed. Oh, okay. So, all right. Whatever. Right. Yeah, you stress me out. Um, yeah, it's, it's the feeling's mutual. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really care. <laughs> um, I just feel like that's, that just means I'm important to people. So, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, but and then also, too, because we had our discussion in the group chat yesterday about how 
we've been on this online shopping spree of just randomly buying shit. I just I was just talking about that. I was like, I just been spending money. <laughs> like you would think <laughs> right. sitting at home, I wouldn't spend money, but no, been fucking spending money. No matter what the fuck it is, I don't even know how much money I have. I have, I have avoided purposely. I basically my I resign myself to this. If I don't get an alert from my bank saying it's below my balance level, my my balance alert, I'm good. That's pretty much been that has pretty much been my rule. Knock on wood. As long as I don't get that alert, I'm still doing okay. Right. <laughs> That's pretty right, much. That- also, it worked out because. So I'm one of my student loans defaulted, whatever, right? And so oh, awesome. they tried to put they put a garnishment on me for a minute, but because of the order, they they took out so so much money or whatever the case may be. Part of it was like part was for my bonus, which I was mad about, but whatever. But because oh. of the order, they have to send those funds back, so I'm getting back the money they took. And by the time oh. it goes back into effect, I can make it. I'll get my shit back on track, so I don't have to worry about it. So it'll be perfect. I was like, sweet. So I'm getting more oh, money look back. God. Look at God. Right. So I'm like, oh, shit, I get the money back? Shit. <laughs> shit. Man, I, more I shit to buy. <laughs> I, I, I just got two more packages in the mail from Amazon today. So it's like, I, did, I got one hey. today. I got one today. I got I got at least two more that are on the way. I was just looking. I need to buy some more. Um some more rolling tips for my weed, so I ought to order some of those, but... Oh, yeah, because you, you're fancy, so you have to... I'm not, no, it's not off. that. I just, um... I don't... I haven't rolled in 10 years, so I don't roll. I have a, a fucking... So I ordered the fucking roller. When I first uh-huh. decided... I'm me. So whenever I'm going to do something, I'm going to buy the shit I need for it. I needed a grinder, so I bought a stash box that came with the grinder... And, it could all, and all this other stuff. And it came with a tray, but the tray in there was too small. So then I ordered another yeah. kit that had some, a small pack of papers, some rolling tips, and the tray, a large tray. And so I ordered that, but now I, and I ordered some more papers because I knew it was a small pack. And then I, so now I need some more tips. I'm like, I only got like maybe 10 left. So I'm like, shit, I need some more tips. So I might as well buy some more tips and whatever. So I'm going to order some more of them motherfuckers. Because, look, I'm not rolling, but I, I use my blunt roller, and we're going to call it a day. Shit. Like, I can't. Right. I haven't rolled in 10 years. I'm not going to even try. My hand guy coordination is not what it used to be. I'm not about to figure that shit out no more. So, plus, rolling oh, well, with papers versus rolling with a actual blunt is different because blunt paper is stronger. I'm not rolling. I'm rolling with paper, so shit's thinner. It's totally different. It's just not as sturdy. So I'm not, nope. I'll just stick to my fucking blunt roller and pack that shit out as much as I need to. Because <laughs> well, when I smoked that kush yesterday, yeah, definitely I was asleep. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I don't have to roll. Well, yeah, because cause you're I bougie and you're, you're quote-unquote dealers rolling for it, yeah. Oh, but I'm bougie, though. <laughs> oh, you are bougie because at least I'm rolling. It, it, regardless of whether I'm using a tool or not, you got other niggas rolling for you. So you're using, you're using people as a tool. That If they ain't bougie, I don't know what it is. That's acquaintances. I mean, that might as well be servants. <laughs> I mean, one of these days I'll learn. But, you just uh, get you a, a freaking eight dollar roller. That shit's easy as hell. No, because they you fuck up. They said like you practicing the first couple of times, you're bound to fuck up. No, I didn't with the roller. I did this the first time. No problem. It's really not that fuck. 
Yeah, it's really it shit's easy as hell. Like the shit is easy. Like the rollers is fucking easy as hell. Like I, I, I of course I you know I look on me I look up a tutorial on that shit for, first, but yeah, the shit is really easy. You went to YouTube for a tutorial. Weed for sure. I look up a YouTube tutorial on every fucking thing. No, I mean no, because I'll do it too. So I mean, the fuck ain't nothing I ain't gonna look up a tutorial on if I need to. Shit. That's what that shit's for. The fuck? Yeah. But no, nah, yeah, I was like, because I had never used a burnt roll before. So I'm like, well, shit, let me look this shit up and see how hard it really is before I order this motherfucker. And I was like, oh, that shit easy as hell. <laughs> shit, quick. <laughs> Real quick. So yeah, like, uh, although I think the first couple of times I didn't put enough weed in there. And so I didn't get the high I was looking for. So I didn't have to smell like two or three blunts to even get the high because I didn't roll it. I didn't put enough in there because I was scared to put too much in there. So yesterday uh, was the first time I put a whole light bulb of weed in there. It's like, oh, this is perfect. That shit hit the one I took a pic- I sent you the picture of. That one was like, oh, okay, that's that's perfect. That's the, that's what I'm trying to get. Right. Well, good for you. Glad you figured it out, sir. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, you've been working, right? I forget, right? Yes, I am an essential worker. Yes. That is not complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> I said something earlier. I said, I said. I, like I said, I've been working this whole time, and I said the one thing I'll say I appreciate is the fact that I have a job and I'm able to work. Because um, yep. a lot of people don't have that option. I'm not talking about the people who choose not to work. I'm talking about the people who are just not don't have a choice. Right, and because the folks that are still waiting on unemployment benefits, and this is May, and this is this started back in March, mm-hmm. and so I, I can't even imagine. Like I don't want to be in that position. I thank God I'm not in that position. But yeah, of course, my heart does go out to those people. It's just the ones that are constantly bitching and moaning and just... The ones that uh, are usually the largest are the people that didn't, that don't have, a, that actually have a choice and they just show not to go. Yeah. And that's my, <laughs> that is always my issue is that the largest people in the room are the ones that usually the shit don't really apply to. Like, they're not really in the same boat. They chose to be in that boat. Exactly. It's like, it's like if you saw the Titanic crash, but you say, you know what? I'm gonna go ride that motherfucker anyway. Like that that's that's essentially what that is. And it's like that's yeah. stupid. Very much so. So I don't know. So there's a couple topics you said you wanted to talk about. So I guess we'll get into the first one. Um and this nigga this is not the first time he's oh. done this dumb shit. Oh yeah, Boosie Dumbass. So but first of all, I want to get some backstory on my my feelings toward Boosie. First of all, Boosie is trash. He's been trash, he's always gonna be trash. When everybody was walking around here talking about free Boosie, I was like, no, keep that nigga in jail. I was never one of them people free Boosie. It's like, well, anybody say free their cousin, I say, well, what that nigga do? Well, you murdered right. somebody. And then keep that nigga in jail. We want that nigga out here. Exactly. I'm not, no, nigga, I don't need you criminals on the streets. Less criminals is better for me. Like, wait, 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 what did he do? He broke into somebody's house, shot their grandma, kidnapped their kids, and raped their wife. Like, uh, well, no. We're not supporting that. Like, it's just crazy to me, and I understand, but it's like, so, Boosie has been trash for a while, even before all this stuff happened. So, this is the second time Boosie's been in, in, in um, I think the last time we talked about it, 
on our, the last time we recorded, which I talked about mm-hmm. the fact that I have an episode that I haven't posted, and it's like two months old, but I'm still going to post it at some point. Was it the very, very last one we did? Yeah, I still haven't posted it for whatever reason. I just never got a chance. I was wondering, because I'm like, I mean, that was actually a fun episode. It was. I just, I don't know why. I just, once quarantine kind of set in, I just really didn't bother opening my fucking laptop to post it. <laughs> like, literally, this is probably the first time I opened my laptop was this week. Like, my, my personal laptop anyway, so I'm like, eh. So I just never felt like doing that shit. So now so I guess I'll post it when I post this one as a two pack again. But and I'm going to I just titled it better late than never. Never pretty much that one. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Um, but no, like the first thing he so the first controversy. So this is not the first time Boosie's been in the news some, for some fuck shit. Um, mm-hmm. So first time was like two months ago where. So people that know Dwayne Wade was, um, you know, was doing a couple of interviews supporting his daughter, Zia Wade and her, her, you know, her choices and her sexuality or sexual, you know, sexuality, and sexual identity, things like that. And Boosie and mind you, Zia is 12. And so Boosie being a nigga, being a dumb nigga, he came out yeah. basically talking about how basically trying to criticize the Wade's parents and talking about, you know, She's 12. He didn't say she, but I'm going to be correct here. She's 12, blah, blah, blah. That's a boy. All this other bullshit that he was saying. Um, how you going How you gonna know? He might fall in love at some point. All this other bullshit that Boosie was saying. Why you going to make him? And then, like, he was saying shit like, you going to make him change, um, chop off his dick and stuff like that. And first of all, that conversation never happened. At no point did D-Way say anything about this kid having reassignment surgery, nothing. He said his daughter came to him and said, I want to be, I want to be referred to as Zaya, and I want to be um, um, used to, I want to be referred to as she and her. Simple as that. That was it. And D-Way talked about him and his wife having to, you know, learn all they could to make sure they're supporting their daughter in the right way. That was it. Mm-hmm. And Boosie gave his criticism just like a typical nigga. <laughs> and they were stupid and like and one of my arguments has always been with people that want to always criticize something like what D Wade was doing. I always say, Well, what age did you determine you liked women uh, men or women? Like at what age did you know you were attracted to the opposite sex? Because mm-hmm. most of us probably started liking boys or girls probably when we were in like in fucking first or second grade, if not young and if not kindergarten. Right, right. It was pretty early on that we were we we started we were knew we were checking to opposite sex or on some level we're interested in girls or boys one or the other that was just a thing my cousin Ro had a little girl in fucking I think they were in preschool and her name was Sha- Sha- Shakita or some shit and the little Shakia? girl were, huh you said Shakita it was Shakita or some shit like that Shakita the little oh, girl like a banana it, it, yeah but it was Shakita not Shakita. It was oh, like SH, okay. whatever. So whatever the case may be, the little girl would literally call our house because her sister was in third grade at the time, and I knew her sister. Her sister would call our house at she would call her our house in the morning every, before they gotta go to school at six thirty in the morning every fucking morning. Like you about to see him, and she would have her sister call us so she can talk to Ro every fucking morning. This is preschool. <laughs> this is fucking preschool. 
I think I remember you telling me that. So let's be clear. Most like a lot of people learn pretty early on, you know, whether they're so for you to come out and say that kid is is too young to make that decision. As parents, a lot of parents make that try to make that decision for the kids at a young age anyway. Mm-hmm. When you dress them a certain way, you dress them in certain colors, you just, like all that shit is already those, we start identifying kids by their gender identity very young young at a young very young age. So you can't say that that kid needs to make if you as a parent, but you're basically saying you own that shit. And it, it, it speaks to a whole concept of over overreaching because it was the whole story with T.I. joke supposedly joking about checking his daughter's hymen when she went to the doctor. Like, nigga, she 19. What the fuck is your problem? And also right. speaks this whole thing about, you know, you own like men thinking they own their daughters and. It's all kinds of just bullshit. It's the whole, it goes back to the whole overarching idea about, like, I always never had, I always had an issue, like, if it's a tradition thing, like, it's something that just, like, she wants, but the whole concept of having to ask a man permission to marry his daughter, like, nigga, you don't own her, though. Like, mm-hmm. she's not your property. You, yeah, she's your child, but no one has to ask permission to marry your son, so I'm confused. Why is it different? It just never made sense to me. So, whatever the case may be. So, getting back to what's going on. So, basically, Boosie came out. So, Boosie's been on live a lot lately. He was on live. Being ignorant. Being dumb. Being a lot of dumb shit. And he said, basically, he said, yeah, I got my son and my nephews topped off by a grown, I paid a grown-ass woman to top off my nephew and and, and son at about 12 years old. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. And apparently this is a woman that apparently tops him off too. So, and for people that don't know what I mean, she sucked their dick. This is, so people that don't know the mm. quote-unquote lingo. <laughs> yeah, you know, fellatio head. Yeah, blow fellatio job. head, blowjob, all that other shit. Whatever the case may be. And he said it like it was okay. Got, I'm training them. I'm training them. I got to train them at, a, at the right, at the young, at a young age. And two things. It speaks to, first of all, his homophobia, because the idea that you're training your kids to to like not be gay. to not quote unquote be gay is basically what that that what implies. Also, nigga, that's fucking rape. Yeah. You had a grown ass woman fucking suck off your fucking twelve year old son, nigga. That's also prostitution because you're basically like pimping your sons off to this grown ass woman. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't care what he says, but at the end of the day, that's and then to brag about that, sir, you can get your ass in a lot of trouble. He thinks it's okay, and that's the problem. We know it's normalized, and uh, there are a lot of men. Like we always talk about how homophobia is, is a, such a prominent thing in the black community, and it is. I um, mean, he's also from the south, so it's probably ten million times worse. Worse there. Uh-huh. Um, but also this idea, because reality is, if you ask a nigga, that, a nigga that agrees with Boosie, because there have been a lot of niggas out here agreeing with Boosie, and I've had to unfriend a lot of niggas agreeing with Boosie, or you will yeah. get blocked because I ain't got time for your stupid, your stupidity. I'm sorry. Actually, I, I haven't had that issue though thus far with the Boosie thing. I haven't. Um, I've seen people. I haven't met nobody. I've seen people retweet a couple of dumb shits, and I'm like, yeah, y'all niggas dumb. Thankfully, most of the people I know for the most part have sense. If they don't, they would not be my friend anymore. But I I have no problem weeding out riffraff, as you know. So I'm not I'm not here for the shits. But it, the issue is, is though, is like 
the outrage for this versus the outrage for if it was a teenage girl who right. was getting fucked by an older man, then all of a sudden it's a, it's a fucking problem. But again, this shows the society's fucked up vision of double standards and why, like, oh, well, if a little boy gets this dick sucked by a grown-ass woman, oh, that's perfectly okay because he's winning his manhood. But when it's a woman or a little girl and she's getting fucked by an older man, then, oh, she's being a hoe, she's being fast, and, oh, well, she wanted it, and that's our fucking fault to put herself in a fucking predicament. It's just like, that, this is, that type of shit bothers me because none of it is okay because at the end of the day, it's rape. I don't care how you, you try to spin it. It's rape. That's a little boy. He wasn't able, I mean, he's a child. You, you can't make a decision like that for a child and think that they're going to be okay with it. And grow, growing up as a boy in the hood, or any any boy, sex for a kid at that age is like, an, is like a badge of honor. You get talked about, or you get cracked on by your boys if you ain't fucked a chick about it. I remember in middle school and friends picking on each other because, oh, you ain't got no pussy yet or all this other shit. So as a kid, you're, you fall into the trap of believing it's okay because your friends have told you, that, oh, yo, you should be fucking at this age. And it probably comes from some shit they were taught by either older brothers or their father or whatever the case may be because it's normalized in our communities that young boys are supposed to be fucking at whatever age. Hey, yo, that's a badge of honor once you start fucking. But... We only have that thought process for boys. When it comes to girls, we want girls to not fuck until they like, oh no, we got to protect protect their chastity and blah blah blah. I got, I, you know, and like I said, it goes to the whole thing about ownership. Got men or boys are taught to spread their seed, whereas women are taught to hold it for one person. That's the expectation. Right. And what I've been seeing from people I've seen that repost some of the bullshit arguments i've seen a lot of them have been all you get all you girls tripping about what boosie did it was the same ones that had old ass niggas coming to the, your oh, school picking yeah, you up yeah, I, first uh, first of all first of all just like for guys for boys it was a badge of honor for you to to be fucking at a young age for girls if you were dating an older man that was quote unquote looked at as attractive or a thing or oh shit I got me I bagged this old dude or any dude that can but and see what people don't want to talk about and it's funny because this is actually another conversation I was gonna it's gonna branch off into but because one of my friends posted a stat basically like I got my own shit, so I don't necessarily need a new a dude. Like, if a dude is coming to me with a 50-50 type thing, I'm not going to be one of them chicks talking about, oh, fuck that, you got to cash out everything. I ain't going to be in no 50-50 nothing. And it becomes this whole thing about what's the responsibility of a man versus a woman. And mm-hmm. people, people don't seem to understand it. My issue with it is this. And this is going to probably annoy some people, but hear me out. So here's my thing. We live in a world now where, as it should be, women are, are, are slowly gaining more equal rights in certain spaces where they should have had it for years. Correct? It's not where it needs to be, but we're, we're, we've, we're at least moving in the right direction. Correct? 
mm-hmm. on some levels, right? We've made progress. Yeah. It's not nowhere near where it needs to be. It's just like it's nowhere near where it needs to be for black people. But compared to where it used to be, we've definitely made some strong strides, right? So with that being said, one of the things that's been part 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 of being equal is, is Alexa talking in the background? Yes, she is. Computer. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, apparently I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. I guess she wanted to give her opinion. Too, she was but. talking about medical cannabis. Though. I don't know what the fuck she even started talking about because that shit about weed. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> so today, you know, um, uh, Alexa is my co-host on the podcast. Uh, apparently. Apparently. So, so whatever the case may be, my thing is this: if if we want things to be equal, because the whole idea that men have to be the breadwinners was all based on the idea that women weren't working. Women were housewives. They didn't work. Like, back in the day, the women weren't breadwinners. The, the, the goal of a woman when they were younger back in the day was they were taught as young women to basically find a husband to provide for them. Yep. That was the that was the mindset. That was the process. That was the goal. And have their kids. And ha- and and, and start and raise your kids. Start a family and bear his children. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Even going back to days of kings, it was hey, the king needs an heir. You're gonna be the queen, but really you're just there to bear his child and be his queen, and mm-hmm. and basically do whatever he wants you to do. It's this. So if that that like I said, if that doesn't so my thing is why does that not that expectation not change when things become more equal where women are earning more money and they're working and they're they're earning a lot of they're like in positions where they can support themselves, why is it then still fall on the men to pay a hundred percent? Now and not saying that it can't happen. I'm talking about the expectation that it happens. Mm-hmm. Because I have, because my thing, I'll say this. I've always said this for years. My goal is to be in a position where my wife doesn't have to work unless she chooses to. That's just me. That's a choice, though. It's not me going into a situation and the woman telling me, oh, no, you got to take care of me. Because I'll let a person know in a a fucking minute, look, you ain't my wife. It's my responsibility. Exactly. It's just, so this whole idea the whole concept of also what a lot of people seem to fail to realize is that part of the reason why so many men cheat is because they're in a position where they feel like I do everything fucking else. Why can't I do what the fuck I want? That's not right, but it's what happens to a, for a lot of niggas. A lot of men think because they provide every fucking thing, they're allowed to do what the fuck they want. And if that means step outside their relationship or marriage, then so fucking be it. What you going to do? I pay for everything. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you actually kind of brought this topic up because I just really got into it with someone on Facebook because they shared they shared a status that was basically saying something along the line because the girl basically was saying that um, a man uh, should be in a financial position to take care of his woman and she shouldn't have to pay for anything. If you can't do that, then you're broke and you don't need to be dating. And I basically, because the dude said that he does not agree with this, like, like this statement because, I mean, we're in a new age. This isn't 1930s and the 1940s where it's just like, oh, women, find you a, a good man and a husband that's going to pay for everything. And I agree with that. 
And so, of course, this female who I do not know decides to rebuttal to my status and say, like, well, she didn't say uh, she she didn't want nobody uh, basically cashing her out. But I'm like, but her words said that she didn't want somebody to... Basically, I was saying, like, the, what the status was saying, she had words in there that implicated that, oh, a woman shouldn't have to pay for anything, only the man. And I said, those her words were... Uh, a woman shouldn't have to pay for anything. So that leads me to believe that she expects that she should not have to work and that basically everything should be the man's responsibility financially. But what happens when that man ups to leaves you and you don't got shit? Then you're SOL. Whose fault is that? Uh, kind of yours just because you didn't have a backup plan. And the thing is, is that I, all I was saying is that I just did not agree with that. And of I've, course, even, I've even seen it where women just say, oh, I'm still going to work and get my own money, but no, I'm not paying no bills. Fuck, what the hell are you going to do? It? So you get to use all your money for whatever the fuck you want. I got to pay everything? What kind of dumb shit right. is that? And then, of course, she was like, well, no, because, and I guess she tried to call herself trying to educate me or school me because she thought that I was dumb. And she was like, well, because she was basically saying she didn't want to have to worry because worrying means this, that, and the third. And so I went back and I said, uh, but again, I don't agree with what she says because, you know, folks do have the right to disagree. And I guess my man's ended up taking down the whole entire status because basically it was going to get to the point where I was probably going to drag her and that wasn't going to sound good. But my thing is, is like, yes, women, if, if y'all want to be these gold digging type females, be smart about it. You should still have your own money just in case because 2020 has been proven that anything can happen. So if you go into a relationship thinking that, oh, well, I'm going to depend on this man to take care of me financially, and then he ups and leaves you for a white girl, whoever he decides to leave you for, and you don't got no dollars in your name, that's your fault. Because, again, you went in this thinking that, oh, I'm financially secure for life instead of thinking of, well, how can I make sure that I'm good in case things don't work out between me and him? But that's just my opinion, you know. But, of course... Folks don't like when you disagree with them because they feel like, oh, well, you know, we see this, this, you know, it's fucking stupid. It's just, it just don't make sense. Like, so this is just, this is, I'm going to read just part of the stat she said. She said, women with careers, real jobs, be talking on this app like like a man should pay all the bills. I mean, if he's rich and you don't work, it makes sense. But if you work, what the fuck your money for? And no kids exactly. don't need and, and no kids don't need 4K worth of stuff a month unless it's a celebrity kid. Maybe this is not a pick me stack because I don't like nobody but myself. But I totally believe in holding your own weight and contributing if you bringing in bread. Some women think a man that pays half the bills is a roommate, like it's some bum shit. I synced it, <laughs> she said. But I don't think um, blink an eye as a single mom playing all the bills and doing all the work. Y'all math be off, silly. If y'all both bring in a nice income, tackling on finances together, playing, paying big bro bills by all, all by yourself is not easy. And I would not discredit my man if we both shared our bills and the household responsibilities. Because I'm not entitled. Like, I, I believe in partnerships. And she's right. Like, why is it right. that it falls on me to pay everything? It just don't. Like I said, if you if that's the choice and that's the what y'all establish, that's fine. But... And I, I, some people commented on her page. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm ain't no ain't no fifty fifty this way, bitch, and all this other shit. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But and that's the thing. Like, if you find a and, and this is the thing, 
So, and this is kind of the 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 opposite end of that situation is there are a lot of women that complain about these dudes that ain't shit other than their paycheck. You, do, right. you realize why, right? Because they realize you chick as long as they got some money and they can pay some shit, y'all okay with it? So they mm-hmm. they not gonna they not gonna be focused on becoming the actual good person. Cause at the end of the day, they finally only think you only with them for their money any fucking way. So right. as long as they keep throwing it in your face, they fine. So if he go on and cheat and shit like that, cause he feel like shit. If I'm and she entitled to all my fucking money, then I'm entitled to do what the fuck I want. I should be entitled to other women. And that's just how, like I said, it's how some of you dudes feel. Now I'm not saying it's right, but I also not saying it's right for you. The expectation to be that I have to be responsible for everything. If I choose to do that, that's one thing. But for you to come in with the expectation to know, nigga, you got to pay for everything. That shit is ridiculous to me because I feel like, yes, if it was 1920 and the man was the breadwinner and the only nigga working, that's one thing. We're not there no more. It's not there. We're not, and that's, it's not the case. My parents, my mom, and look, my dad has been, like, my dad's been, he was the breadwinner for a long time, but... That's only because my mom got sick. My mom was a career woman until, what, 95? Working her way up through the company, going to the corporate office. Like, she busted her ass to work. So that's what I came up under. And it didn't become a situation where my dad was taking care of everything until my mom had to stop working because she got sick. So for me, like, that's what I grew up with. Like, it don't make, like, for me, a relationship is a partnership. It's not a... Like, I feel like right. if a person, like I said, and if you, you, like it's the whole concept of no one um, man should have all that power. And that's how some of these dudes feel. Like, if shit, if I'm doing everything, I got all the power. I can do what the fuck I want. And unfortunately, what happens, though, is that some of these women are getting in situations with a man where they, they're relying on him so much. If they ever get divorced, they, they fucking stay screwed. They don't have they don't have nothing to fall back on. They, and some of them end up staying in those situations because they don't have a choice. Because where else they going to go? Um, for example, now look, I'm sure she, lo- and this is, I'm sure she loved Kobe with all her heart. But let's be clear. A part of the reason Vanessa stayed is because what else was she going to do? She married, she got with Kobe when she, she, got, she got with Kobe when she was 17. She, didn't, she hadn't mm-hmm. even graduated high school. She didn't go to college. She didn't, she didn't, done, she didn't learn no skill. She didn't have no degree. She had no she job was experience. A model. She was she, she she had, was on a video. He met her on a video set. She ain't did a video since that day. <laughs> she was seventeen. So let's be clear. She ain't do a shit after that. You ain't seen her model a damn thing other than the rings he right. gave her. So with that being said, and that's not saying there's anything wrong because I mean he's Kobe Bryant. He was fucking rich, so whatever. But she what, what was she gonna do if he left, if she left him? Exactly. She's not. She had. I mean, a, she, she would have money because she would get some money, but skill set wise, what you gonna do? True. She don't have no nothing. Like you, everybody don't just get business sense like because they got a bunch of money. Most right. people blow like through. Like how they it. try to perceive it on basketball. Like, it's not. That's not how that works. You get a bunch of money, or because you got some money from your your ex husband, that don't mean you just automatically know how to start a business. That's not how that shit works. That's okay. not how that shit works. So. You can't assume that she was going to do something great or whatever with that money because she wasn't that. She never showed it otherwise. My thing is this. If you are in a position where you can do whatever the fuck you want and you don't, because a hustler or a person with that type of mentality is going to do it either way. Mm-hmm. For example, Aisha Curry. As much as some people don't like her, 
her husband is a rich ass basketball player and she still made her own lane doing her own shit. Exactly. That was her mentality. So she made her own lane, even though she's married to um Stefan could have done she just she could have stayed at home, get um and got and she thing is she's still doing this shit plus still having more kids. <laughs> like getting right. knocked up and still doing what she's fucking doing. So she's doing both. She's maintaining as a mom, a wife, and still running her own business. And honestly, I, I kind of feel like some, not all, um, probably may just be jealous of those type of women because, like you said, some of these women out here are very basic and they have absolutely no sort of skill set or trade that they have been able to tap into. Or you would be surprised how, like, how many females that I know personally who they're still, like, they're around my age or they're a little bit younger than me and they're still trying to figure out what is their purpose and what is their career go in life and stuff like that. And it's just kind of, like, I guess kind of shocking to me in a way. But then some of these girls, too, are also the same ones where men are paying their bills and yep. buying them this, this, that, and the third. And it's just like... They oh, never thought wow. of anything beyond, oh, shit, as long as I got somebody taking care of me, what the fuck else do I need to worry about? Or they were taught, and so once they didn't find a husband by 26, 27, shit, now I got to actually figure out what the fuck to do with my life? Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Right, because, I mean, I don't know about them, but I know it's still good when I can basically pay my own bills and, you know, my car's paid in full and I don't have to worry about that and all that other jazz because at the end of the day, like, if you have to depend on somebody to take care of you, that, that that's tough because, I mean, basically... You're, you're running on their time. You're running on their clock. So, yep. I mean, that's why I always try to be self-sufficient and as independent as possible. I mean, we get into, like, funk sometimes when we need help from people. But even there, I always try to figure it out first before I go to the last resort of needing help from somebody. Because at the end of the day, folks are fickle. They, they run on their own time. And especially if it's not a benefit for them, nine times out of ten, they're not going to run your your god forsaking, you know, right? <laughs> only person I go to for help is my father. If it gets to the point where it's that bad, my father's the only person I'm going to. So, mm-hmm. thankfully, I'm in a position where I can do that because a lot of people can't. But thankfully, I have a father that if it really gets to the point where it's bad, I know if I come to, I can go to him as long as I pay him back. He doesn't care. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. But, so yeah, it's my thing. So, getting back to the topic though, with the whole Boosie thing, it's like, these dudes, and also, the other thing, with the dudes that are right there trying to throw out the whole argument about, well, what about y'all girls that have these young, these older dudes coming to pick y'all up? First and foremost, y'all, all, the dudes that are having that argument are the dudes that would do that shit. That's first and foremost. Yep. You are the niggas that did that shit. Second yep. of all, those are girls. They are, at that point, they are still children. So I'm not right. holding them responsible for a grown-ass man who enticed him with what he could do for her money, driving her in his car, all this other shit that he enticed her with to get her attention. And and then Boosie also makes the comment, too, that, oh, if you bring your uh, your 12-year-old daughter over here, she get fucked, too? I don't know. I, I, I didn't see that part, but I would fucking sock him in his throat. Um, and that's the thing. Like, the same dudes that argue that shit wouldn't do that shit with their 12-year-old daughter. There's no fucking way. Mm-hmm. They're not hiring a nigga to come because there's this whole thing where the chastity of a woman or their their daughter is protected. But with my son, oh no, he gotta get out here and start fucking. It's just yeah, whole... no funny. 
even with T.I. was a contradiction because his 19-year-old son, he wasn't telling him out there to, like, not, he's like, oh, no, you fucking yet? Like, just asking these questions. But with his daughter, oh, I'm checking her hymen to make sure she ain't fucking. Like, nigga, no, you don't own her. She's not your possession. But it's funny how you care more about her chastity than you do with your son sticking his dick in anything and end up pregnant. Like, that's, that's cra- all, shit's crazy, hymen, man. Hymen can be broken before sex, so we, And people told him that, and he still didn't listen. Like, it was stupid. Uh, but also, because we kind of sort of had this debate on uh, the virtual version of Let's Talk, where, uh, so this guy, he basically made a statement as to why, like, if I, I posed the question, like, why is it an issue why, well, if this happened to a, a little girl, but for this to be a little boy, y'all acting like it's no big deal. And basically his response was, is that because women are more emotional than men are, men, we can fuck and basically just shut that shit down. Y'all can't because y'all get mind fucked too easily. And I was like, so basically you're saying all men are unemotional. He's talking about men. We're talking about a 12-year-old boy. Exactly. That's not a man. And that's the thing he needs to understand. This is not an emotionally developed or even a grown... This is a fucking boy. These are kids. And for you to say that men are... Also, women mature faster than y'all, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. And you're basically saying, like, dudes... Or you're, he, he kind of sort of basically pushes the toxic masculinity stereotype that men are not allowed to have emotions because, again, men get sexually assaulted and abused. It just gets overlooked because it, it happens to women far too often, but that's not to say that men experience this type of stuff, too. It happens but, because it's normalized for men. For men, it's normalized. It's like... Yo, if you got, you know, if you, a woman took advantage of you as a young man, oh, shit. Oh, nigga, you winning. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, like, oh, that's the shit, dog. Yeah. Oh, you got fucked by an 18-year-old? Oh, man. In ninth grade, nigga? Die. Like, that's right. that's how it's looked at for dudes. But if it happens to a girl at that same age, oh, she a hoe. Oh, she fast. All this other, it's just mm-hmm. double standard. So it's normalized for guys, it's normalized for men, but for women it's not. It's, oh, shit, she a hoe, she this, she that, because she out here fast-tailing. And it's like, you see old women, oh, look at these little fast-tailed girls out here, shit like that, and it's like, but what about the dudes just pursuing them? Because I don't give a fuck what the little girl wearing. That little girl is right. a little girl. It's just like when little niggas, niggas, older niggas would hit on my little sister when she was fucking, she developed early, and you had these old-ass niggas, and I'm like, nigga, if you don't get the fuck away from my sister, dog. Like, right. you old pervert-ass motherfuckers, dog. Like, what the hell? Yeah, and unfortunately, it just seems like the more and more I keep having these conversations that push these type of, like, certain situations on, I find a lot more men blaming everything on the women. They always do, because men don't want to take responsibility for the fact that they fucked up. Of course. Of course. And, and of course, even when I posed that that question to the guys, their response basically, and it basically fell back on blaming the woman. And, and of course, oh, no, we're not, we don't have an issue with taking accountability because, you know, at the end of the day, it's still y'all's fault for dealing with us or not seeing that, that that's an ancient nigga and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So here's the well. thing that these niggas need to understand. Man, manipulation is a thing. Mm-hmm. And men are very manipulative. Women are too, but yep. men, women are, men, men are manipulative to the point. Okay, so I'll say they're manipulative in different ways. Women are manipulative in ways that they can get a, emotion out of you or get a reaction out of you to if they're upset or things like that. Men are manipulative mm-hmm. as far as 
getting your attention, your time, shit like that. I'm sorry, but you, and for this is for every guy, and I know y'all hate me giving up the game, but let's be clear. Anytime a dude is trying to, if a girl is in a relationship, all you niggas that when a girl is in a relationship and she posts some shit about her going through something with her man, and you niggas, is, you niggas jumped to her inbox, that's manipulation. Yep. It's a form of manipulation because all you're doing is playing on the fact that she's probably vulnerable right now and needs somebody to talk to. So while you, quote, unquote, trying to lend an ear, you're really trying to lend her some dick. Basically. So the, that's, that's, a, that's a fucking version of manipulation. Anytime you niggas lie or front or claim some shit or put some shit out there or you play on the fact that she's vulnerable, whether it's you, you play on women that just lost somebody, there are niggas that go to funerals and hit on women. There are all these little different situations where men take advantage of women. And this shit goes back years. My fucking eighth grade, was it eighth grade? Eighth grade graduation. Eighth grade, our last week. We had like a going like a last dance or some shit. And I remember one of my boys like, yo, this is the time to get chicks numbers because they all emotional and shit. They vulnerable. This is the time to get their numbers and shit. And these would be chicks that you know probably wouldn't get these niggas a time of the day mostly, no, no, normally. But now you're going to take advantage of the fact they're emotional and shit and they probably seem to feel in a certain way. Oh, yo, let's keep in touch. Let me get your number and shit like that. Niggas always mm-hmm. looking for a way in. And all them ways that y'all look for a way in instead of just approaching some shit on some straight up look. I, I'm feeling you. I think you're nice. I think you're beautiful. I want to get to know you. And that's it. But instead, you niggas looking for maneuvers like y'all like y'all looking for, like y'all playing defense in the NFL. Oh, uh, shit, if I go this way. Like, y'all writing up plays on the board and shit. Like, yo, if he go this way, I'm going to go this way. Like, that's how y'all niggas sound. Y'all niggas be in there like y'all coach running and writing up plays and shit. That's how you niggas sound. Anytime y'all doing this shit other than the direct way, that shit is a form of manipulation. Simply that. And the mess, the mess of part about that too, you know, they're, they're perfect classic line to follow that up when a woman asks, like, well, why y'all do that? And then if a girl says no, then it's, oh, well, that's why you can't find a good man now because you're not giving dudes a chance. So it's always like, they always try to find a way to, they the same way, the blame on us. The same way the whole concept of women finding a quote-unquote man to take care of them was a taught or learned behavior through history. It is the same way men have have this whole learned behavior that somehow women owe them attention. Mm-hmm. That somehow if I am courting you or I am pursuing you as a man, you should you should acknowledge that. You should respond. And let's be clear, women don't owe you shit. Exactly. They don't owe you a goddamn thing. They don't owe you anything. If a woman says hi to you or smiles at you, nigga, take the win. Because she don't owe you more than that. It is not the no. expectation. Niggas, niggas, this is like niggas that go to the club or go to the bar and if they buy a girl a drink, all of a sudden they think she owed them attention. Nigga, that was your choice. Exactly. You, cho- I had to oh, yeah. That's your choice. Nigga, if you chose to spend that money, that's your fault. She don't owe you shit. If she say thank you, look, all right, nigga, take the L. If she don't say oh, shit yeah, else. And I've had that argument with dudes, too, because, like, we had a topic in discussion where basically it was like, if you take a girl out of town and you pay for the room, flight, everything, is she obligated to have sex with you? Of course, women say no, because it's our body, our choice. He's meant, no, if I'm going to be in the same motherfucking bed with you, spending this, this, that, and the third, so you going to give me this pussy. And I'm like, what? First of no, all. that's not how that works. First of all, a lot of these niggas will do that shit with a chick they don't even know want to fuck them. First of all, second of all, 
they'll do all this shit and shit, it's a free trip for them. I'm not gonna say no to a free trip my damn self. Exactly. So that's your fault. If you choose to that, if you ain't if y'all ain't already went there, if y'all ain't already fucked or y'all ain't y'all ain't been intimate, then you can't t- pay for a trip expecting her to uh, that to be the time unless it's something y'all have talked about. Mm-hmm. And even if y'all talked about it, up until the point where the shit happened, she can say no, nigga. She can change her mind because she don't owe you what? shit. Like consent is a thing, and I tell these niggas all the time. Like I had the argument with my barber and some people because he was talking about this whole shit about like if I take you out and I pay for everything, she don't owe you a goddamn thing. But a thank you, nigga. If that and if and if she chooses not to say that, then so fucking be it. Take that L and keep it pushing, bro. Hold that L. Like I said. Even he said, I said, even a woman marrying you don't mean she owe you sex, nigga. Right. That is still a thing. You can still technically rape your wife. Because if she yeah. says no, nigga, I, then it's no. I did it to say that. What's love got to do with it? <laughs> like, you, it's okay. not, it's not a, it's not a, oh, yeah, because you were, you know, and you said yes to my marriage proposal and you were my wife and the eyes of God don't mean, that means you owe me, that owe me pussy. That, that, that's not how that works. If I say right. no, then if she says no, the sick niggas no. Like, and so it's just whole like, this whole idea that somehow it, men are entitled to women's bodies. And like I said, it goes back to the whole thought process that women are somehow property. Then it, it tra- it's like a transfer. Like when a woman marries a man, it's like a transfer of property from her father to her husband. That's how that shit is treated. And it was treated mm-hmm. that way. And it's still treated like that in some cultures. Was well, essentially a transaction. Like oh yeah, I'll let right. you, uh, I'll marry your I'll let you marry my daughter for two cows and a goat or some stupid shit in some cultures, or yo I want you to marry this man. We arranged that this is the situation and that happens in some cultures and that's fine, but at the end of the day, in the world we live in, you niggas she don't owe you shit, and right, everybody just need to operate on the look. If we straight up with each other, it's fine. But this this whole like. I feel like we want things to change and we want things to evolve, but only to a certain point if it don't benefit mm-hmm. us. It's really what the board tongue. Oh, if that rule won't benefit me, I don't want that rule. But that one right there, that benefits me. Let me keep that one. Right. That's pretty much how this shit works. It's the same thing with racism. There are certain shits that still benefit the white people more, and so they're going to keep those rules in place because that's what they know would benefit them. The other one is mm-hmm. not that important. It don't affect me that much. So you can keep the, you can, yeah, yeah, well, we'll give you a little bit. But this rule right here, nah, that, that benefit me. We'll keep that shit. Right. So, the other controversy, and this is more local, so but it, it speaks to a larger issue. And um, so, first of all, for people that don't know, and you should know, me and Ashley are both from Detroit originally. We don't live in Detroit, but we are from Detroit. Yes, we are in the, the burbs of Metro Detroit. Well, she in the hood, to be fair. I'm in the burbs. Uh, Livonia is not the hood. Oh, that's right. I forgot I'm you moved to the, the, the halfway uh, hood. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm just I'm kinda, that, that might get ch- turned around because, what was it, a couple of days ago, there was a, somebody posted a video from the Walmart. Oh, um, no, but that Walmart is, that, that, that's like not really Livonia. Like, like, it's a Livonia, but it's not Livonia. That's like close to Redford. So I really, it's like borderline. I know where it is. I hate, I, I purposely avoid that fucking um, Walmart. It, I don't yeah, like Walmart. I, we haven't been to that. We go to the other Walmart on um, Plymouth and Middleville. Well, that's the, the, that's the one where all the other big shit is at. Yeah, but I don't go to Walmart, so I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> but no, but, there was a video that was posted, and it was well, like, I reposted it. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, Oh, the one where it was like 10 girls beating the fuck out of each other? And one of them was a Walmart employee. Or, I don't know. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, so, but yeah, no. I'm... Yeah, I avoid that Walmart. I don't go to that Walmart because that Walmart is good as hell. I, I stopped going there going something. The only thing I go to over in that plaza. But then again, 
that is Walmart. So no, but Walmart. every Walmart's like that because the one in Nova is nowhere near like that at all. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. The you're one in Nova right. is That's nice. Awesome. I love that. That's the only, if I do go to Walmart, I'm not really going to go to Walmart for like one or two things. And it's rare. Like when I'm making like something that requires crawfish because they sell it for like the meat frozen. So I'll go over buy it there because they're the only place to sell it. But other than that, I ain't going to Walmart. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no. So, but no, that Walmart is hood. I only think I go through in that plaza is um, Tropical uh, Smoothie Cattle in the GNC. That's it. The only thing I go in that plaza. Um, but no, so, so there's a restaurant in Detroit called La Culture. And, um, Black-owned. It's a black-owned restaurant. I've, I don't, I think I've been there once, but I'm not sure. I, I think somebody at work may have ordered it one time. I'm not sure. I, I um, I've had their food at a, a catered uh, event, so that was my only experience with Lake Culture. The only thing I remember was their meatballs. The meatballs were actually delicious. Um, but outside of that, that's, that's all I remember as far as the Lake Culture experience. So, um, so first of all, um, so the uh, the I guess the public face of one of the owners of the show, of the place I can't remember his name Drew I think his name is. Uh, he posted that you know under you know for you people I understand what everything is going on everything's crazy right now some to that extent, um, but for you and understand people that can't work and really don't have a choice but for you people that can and just choose not to just still sit on your ass and click unemployment. Get your lazy ass, get off your ass, basically, and work. Is basically what he was saying. That's the gist of what he said. I'm not quoting exactly, but that's essentially what was said in the post. Mm-hmm. And of course, as black people do, he got he got reamed for it. He got killed. His comments went to fucking shreds. Um, he got dragged. He got dragged, as they would say. He, yeah, they they even did a whole lay trend. Like, yeah, I was doing a whole lay, lay trend where they were just putting lay like la, lay on on just lay different words and shit, and just different like, shit. Because niggas yeah. is petty and childish. So, well, first, what do you think of what he said and, and what was the response was? Um. So I first foremost. He should not have put that up on the internet because, I mean, at the end of the day, especially if you you have a certain loyal fan base or if you're known, period, you got to watch what you say. I mean, the thing is, is, I don't completely disagree with everything that he said, but that should have been a conversation he should have had with people closest to him that he trusted and that he could just vent through. That shouldn't have been something that you would have posted on the internet. Um, and... Because now that's costing you business, unless you don't care. And then what also kind of made me figure that he knew he was wrong for putting that up is because he's a, they said that he backtracked, took the status down, and put up another status trying to explain himself. So that kind of already makes you look guilty doing that. Now, on this side, where everybody's bitching about, oh, well, I'll take my money elsewhere. Fuck lay culture. You know, even though they food was good, but I'll go support somewhere else. Black people. And, and this was, this was, I saw one person made this comment and it kind of made everything make sense and I actually agree. But he basically, the guy was saying, why is it that black folks are so quick to rally up and cancel on a black business but y'all still putting y'all dollars into these racist name brand designers and these Asians who own these nail shops that trash talk you in their own native language and Price gauge, well, 
dental price gauge at the nail shop that I usually would go to for pedicures and stuff like that. Gouge. Um, but, uh, yeah. But you, you, you guys continue to still support these, these other um, ethnic groups that basically don't give a fuck about you, but give a fuck about your money. But yet, y'all basically saying, oh, fuck black businesses. That's why I don't support y'all now. Okay, yeah, there are some issues in certain black businesses because a lot of it does have to do with professionalism, which I'm big on professionalism, too. Yes, people do need to be trained about that. I do feel like certain black businesses, not all, but certain black businesses are a little too expensive for the prices that they're they're trying to give out. And then some of them are like, you got to have a deposit. You got to call this, you got to make sure do this, 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 that, and the third. And it's kind of like, okay. So I see it on both sides of the the spectrum, but yeah, those that's pretty much all I got for now. All right, so so first and foremost, you're right. I agree that he shouldn't have said that on social media. That was not the place. It was not the, the platform. When you're the public face of anything, when you have money to lose and you have money on the line because you are you deal with customers and people patronizing your business and you rely on that, the one thing you should not do is. Like, throw some, you shouldn't insult, <laughs> put, potentially insult your potential customers. That's the first thing. So, that's the first thing. Now, I'll say that. On the other hand, I don't, like you said, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't completely agree with what he said for this simple fact. Yes, there are, like you talked about earlier, there are millions of people who are out of work right now who have no control over it. Mm-hmm. But there is a small segment of the population of people who are just sitting on their ass because they're getting more money from unemployment. Right. Because the government increased unemployment rates, so now people are getting more money, and some of them getting more money are making more money at home to get, you know, making more money at home to sit on their ass than they are to go to work. Now, one meme I saw going around, which is completely wrong, because they say if you getting sick, if somebody would rather sit at home and get six hundred dollars a week than come to your job, you need to you need to question why your pants. I'm a little. I'm like, no, nigga, they're not getting six hundred dollars, and that's the thing that you're wrong about. They're getting more than that. I know people who are getting nine hundred dollars, nine plus hundred dollars a week just to sit at home. Right. They're getting more than the normal six hundred, which is the whole thing you don't seem to understand. If they were sitting at home to make the same amount of money, they probably wouldn't be sitting at home. They're usually, and most people made less in unemployment than they did to go to work. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't meant to sustain you forever. But right now, people are getting paid more than they normally would. So that whole argument is moot and is also incorrect. So I want to point that out first. Yeah. People are getting way more than $600 a week to sit at home which is the reason why they're choosing to sit at home. That's the first thing. But you're right. If people are choosing to sit at home to collect unemployment versus going to work and they have the option to go to work, there's two things about that. First thing, what you were telling your employer is that they don't need you. Mm-hmm. And at some point, if they want to downsize when this is all fixed up and done and we're away from this or at least back to some semblance of normalcy, best believe certain decisions may be made by your employers. Right. They're just what it is. Some employers are going to make the decision, well, shit, y'all don't want to come to work, so I don't need you. Now, some employers are fucking wrong, like um, fucking Punchbowl Social. 
which oh, yeah, they're, they're fucking bastards. They're going to close. They, they're going to close and they're going to permanently lay off their 97 employees. But instead of rehiring those people, when they reopen, they're going to just hire all new people. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I mean, I, I've heard very bad reviews that's, about that's, that, so hopefully... That's dirty business. That's dirty business, to say the least. That just is. Um, so, but I, I, I also heard, too, really quick, I don't know how true it is because I was going through the comments and stuff about, like, controversy, and supposedly certain people were saying, like, well, this all started because he wasn't paying some of his employees properly, and uh, some of them been complaining about uh, being shorthanded. Now I don't know if that's true or not, but if, if that's that true, is, then yeah, that, then you really can be the person that yeah. posts that. That's the thing. Yeah. When you post something like that, you are opening yourself up to all types of criticism. It is just like, and sometimes I don't think it's always warranted. But it, even when um, Ellen made the comment about being in quarantine is kind of like being in prison, and everybody latched onto that part of the statement, she was mm-hmm. setting up a punchline. And nobody focused on the punchline. They focused on the first part. Exactly. The joke was her saying, so I can't remember what the first part was. It's like, it's like being in prison, something, something, and everybody here is gay. Meaning, like, that was literally what she would say. But nobody right. focused on that part. Everybody focused on the setup and not the punchline. She's a mm-hmm. fucking comedian. That's it. So... People, people, and I understand people are very sensitive right now, so they hear anything. This is like when NBA players say that, uh, the, or NFL players say it's like slavery. I'm like, oh, no, it's not. Y'all millionaires. Like, no, but we're not all millionaires, motherfucker. Like, the fuck you talking about? Like, I don't own shit. Right. Like, like, it's always that, it's always this thing is people are very sensitive and they jump on certain shit when they hear certain buzzwords. So, I get it. She's a millionaire, so fucking, why can't she, she can't say that. But they missed the whole point of the joke, which is what she was trying to get. Is like, look, it was a funny joke, and people just stupid. But whatever the case may be. So with that being said, like, people are going to latch on to it. And then people are going to always bring out, oh, they're going to find all the dirt they can on you to kind of find a reason to come at you. And that's all that happened. So, for example, um... And I, I listen to the so I listen to the Joe Button podcast, and um, so Rory, who is one of his co-hosts, he's the mm-hmm. white guy on the podcast. Uh, Rory is a kappa. Um, Rory has a you know, I don't know if you ever heard of um, Duce Palooza. Who? And so they him and his friends, his friends from college, his and friends he's known for years. Years ago, they started a, a, a whole a party thing, and they used to call it Henny Palooza. And then about three, uh, two years ago, they, they signed a contract with Duce. So now it's called Duce Palooza. And basically, it's like a touring party. They rent mm-hmm. out a big video, a venue, and they got, they'll have thousands of people in these venues. And it's just a party. And they sometimes may have artists perform there and stuff like that. But it's just one big-ass party. So I guess what happened is, and I guess Rory got this information beforehand, or at least some of it. Some girl DM'd him basically telling him how his boy Chris was basically out here being foul. He was he was um, sexually harassing women and, and being all types of foul and overly aggressive. And it was and it, and so he was already like getting information about that situation. Well, mm-hmm. then somebody, some other girl, posted on Twitter about how yo y'all follow this dude. Everybody y'all follow this dude. And y'all think he, but he really foul out here the way he treat women. And it just started a flood of all of these stories of him just basically being flagrant as hell when it comes to women. And so mm-hmm. Rory, being the guy who's associated with him, whoever, who's the pub, who's the guy that everybody knows to uh, is associated with him because of the, what they do, and and Rory's um, known because of his podcast. 
he's the guy that can answer for it. And it's like, you got to understand when you're the public face of something, sometimes you got to answer for shit that ain't got nothing to do with you. And in this case, if, it, if you're the public face and you say some shit, yeah, it's going to affect just not you, but everybody associated with you, including your business. Mm-hmm. And I, he had to kind of play, you know, you know, even though he got to cancel, basically, the guy that's been his friends for years, like, yo, yeah, if he if he doing this shit, then fuck him, basically. And that's right. That's the way right. it should be, because I'm, I'm sorry, but what? Oh, if I find out one of my friends is doing shit like that to, to women, oh, nigga, we ain't friends no more. That's just what it is. Right. But, um, but of course, he had to, you know, he had to say that shit, because the reality is, like, it's, it, you can't, when you're in a situation like that, and look, I don't know who else is um, associated with the culture, because he's, like I say, he's the public face, as they say. But you doing stupid shit like that could be, and could get leads to people saying, look, nigga, you can't be around no more. Mm-hmm. They might push your ass out. You might get bought out, whatever the case may be, because it's just stupid. It was just dumb to say. It was dumb to, it was dumb to post. Whether you, whether you agree or not, like I said, I don't disagree with everything he said, but I'm not going to post shit. Exactly. Again, I'm you not in a position. And part of the reason I'm not going to post is because I'm, I have way too many people on my um, friends list who I, work, who I work with, unfortunately. <laughs> Right. And, and I mean, my thing, too, is if you're if you have a personal problem with your employees, you need to address your employees. That that's also another thing, too. But <clears throat> I also feel like, too, that unfortunately, Detroit is like the, the clout chasing capital of the entire United States of America. Not saying that other cities don't do it, but I feel like Detroit does it the most um, because for some reason, like we just have this this to ourselves where it's like oh we just gotta brag on shit and we just we need everybody to follow our lead and it doesn't matter how we do it even if we gotta cut this person down or say some shit to piss people off it's just as long as the attention's on us I'm gonna say what I gotta say cause there's gonna be people that's gonna support me sadly it's not an exclusive thing to Detroit it's not it's just that that's where the bubble we live in so we see it more for our people what I will say about your point about body business is important like you said it is right we, as a culture, you see people say support black business, support black business, support black business. My issue mm-hmm. is that that support only goes as far as if they don't piss you off. You're right. My thing is this. If, if Amazon or if H&M or Gucci or any of these other companies, all these other companies are allowed to make a mistake. Your shipment didn't get there on time. Something didn't happen. They double charged your account. All these mm-hmm. other things that potentially can happen. You're not satisfied with your service. You have an opportunity to express your frustration and then allow them an opportunity to fix it. Instead, whenever a person um, goes to a black business and they have a bad experience, the first thing they do is go to the internet and fucking blast the motherfuckers and make them out to be the worst business people in the world. Yes. And my oh, issue yes. with that is this. If I'm a person who's a business owner, most of these people are, they know a skill. That's the people thing that people seem to under, misunderstand. This person who owns this business probably only did it because they have a skill set, whether it's to do hair or nails, things like that. That is their skill set. And somebody said, fuck it. I can make money off of this, so why not? That doesn't mean they know how to run a business. That doesn't mean they're very customer savvy. They don't, they don't, it doesn't mean they know how to talk to people. 
For example, you see Kawhi Leonard all the time. Kawhi Leonard is awkward as hell when it comes to the media. He's a basketball mm-hmm. player, first and foremost. That's what that nigga came to do. He don't know. He don't care nothing about talking to the um, reporters. He don't care about none of that shit, which is why you get five words at that nigga. Because that's not what he came here to do. So for some of these people who are small business owners, sadly, they came here because they have a skill set and it was and is is profitable. Sadly, mm-hmm. they don't always understand. Their first co-focus is not customer service. Some people have to learn that shit. It's just like right. um, working and some, and they have to. It's a hard thing to do for some people because they it has to change up their mindset and they're focused on the task at hand and not the and and sometimes yeah they don't make they don't make very good business decisions and they don't they don't do shit that they probably should as far as to make sure they're pleasing their customers. Some people don't have that that ability and and those are usually people that don't last as long. Or they're not as successful, mm-hmm. unless their 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 work is just fucking immaculate, and so it over it over it, it kind of glosses over the fact that they suck at customer service. But yeah, it's just like Verizon shit is expensive as hell, but people stay because that shit their customer service is amazing. Mm-hmm. That is so people will pay for quality for high expensive shit if the service is amazing. Exactly. But if the service is trash, people are going to complain. Now, with that being said, we still have to allow these people a chance to learn. So if I have a bad experience at a black business, what I'm not going to do, and it's, even if it's any other business, what I'm not going to do is go on the Internet and blast them. What I'm going mm-hmm. to do is I'm going to call that company or that person or I'm going to reach out to them directly to express my frustration with my 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 experience and the reason I'm doing that is so that they can get better. Because right. the only way they're going to get better is if we give them constructive criticism. Now, if that purpose, person is not receptive to that criticism, you keep keep pushing. But I'm exactly. at least going to get, and I just won't, I won't patronize your establishment anymore. But I'm going to at least give you some feedback on why I had bad service and what, you know, you know, whatever the case may be in my experience. And I'm going to I'm not going to just say, oh, everything was trash. I'm going to say, look, I'm going to give you whatever. I'm going to give you pros and cons. The service, you know, service was terrible. The food was good. You blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But this thing, these aspects are the things I was not satisfied with, because I feel like that's the only way they're going to get better is if you give them specific things they need to work on. But if we as a community, as soon as a black um, business owner fucks up, we fucking pounce. We fucking pounce and we don't give them a chance to evolve as a business owner. And the reality is every successful business didn't mm-hmm. start out knowing everything they needed to do as far as being customer focused. No, that's just not how work business works. That's the process. Because if I'm a business owner and I just happen to have a certain skill set and I decide I want to make money off of it, that's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. That doesn't mean my fucking people skills are great. All that shit, that shit is not shit. Some people have to learn that shit over time because it's just not part of their skill set. It's not what they're here to do. They're here to deliver a service, provide whatever service that may be and keep it pushing. So we have to help them evolve and get better. If we do that as a community, uplift them instead of every time something happens, we tear them down. Then these communities, these first of all, these businesses will stay last a lot longer. They won't go away as soon. The other thing is they'll get better. They'll get better. But yeah. as long as we... And so in the case of this situation with the culture, yes, he was wrong for what he posted. 
But for us to immediately fully cancel this whole restaurant and say, fuck this restaurant, if that restaurant go out of business next year, what y'all going to do then? Well, another black business went under. It's the same reason. Exactly. It's the same thing when um, a black TV show gets canceled. Why they cancel it? Well, were you niggas watching it? Right. <clears throat> it's oh, just like, but then they'll, they'll keep re- real, they'll keep reposting the trash ass shit that they don't like. Like, oh, this is a ratchet show, love and hip hop, but yet it still has five million viewers because, because they keep watching it. In. Them niggas watch it. Yeah. And they watch that shit, but it's like the people that were criticizing um, Kenya Barris for black as fuck. Oh, yeah. And my thing is just people are saying, well, it's, it's so, there are all these light-skinned people. I'm like, but nigga, that's his family. Exactly. The show is literally based on his family, and his family is mixed. Nigga, what do you want him to do? I oh, get yeah, it. and then people were trying to go in. I saw people going in on Rashida Jones talking about, well, she looks more white than she's... First off, Rashida Jones is fucking mixed, okay? We, she's Quincy Number Jones' one. daughter, nigga. Did you exactly. watch the Quincy documentary? She was on the motherfucker. Exactly. But again, because everybody, it's, it's some black folks that live in a bubble where all they know is the EC loving hip hop. They don't know these things. Because that's also like the same excuse for the whole, well, why isn't Harvey Weinstein in jail? But Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. He is now. Yeah, but, and course, that's because now people didn't pay attention. Like I said, they live in their bubble. They don't watch the news. They only watch the news that affects them. So they miss all that shit. Yeah. And they're too scared to go across eight miles. So, <laughs> so it's just. But yeah, I just, like I said, I don't think he was right for what he said. I don't necessarily totally right. disagree with it. But again, you're in a position where you can lose money on some shit and you just know how black people react to shit. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And the thing, but again, I do agree. We we are so quick to culture, cancel our own people or cancel our own shit. But when it comes to these, one of ma- these major corporations, they do some fuck shit. Two weeks later, we back at it. Right. Fuck it. We, yeah. we, back, we I- back at it. Boycott, boycott what? No, I'm good. All right, like, and, and they, they, they choose to cancel the wrong thing sometimes, which makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever because where is this outrage and energy too for when uh, an innocent black person gets gunned down by the cops? Then it's just, oh, well, you know, it's not right, or let's just film it. Like, no, y'all be ready to fight when somebody steps on y'all $100 days because, oh, those my days. I'm about to fuck this nigga up. But then when it's a white man calling you a nigger and flashing his gun around, y'all want to be scared and oh, boo, it's not right. And you know, God don't like ugly. It's just like, uh, yeah, we we gotta we gotta fix our priorities. We we got a lot to fix, and I mean that's because we've been through a lot as the people. And yeah, but like, I feel like we gotta at some point. It's the same thing I say about people who have like. Let's say they grew up in a in a, a fucked up household, or they grew up around mm-hmm. drugs and shit like that. And at some point in your life, you thirty years old, or whatever your age is at that point, you have a choice. You can continue to relive all the shit and, and blame your past and say fuck it, that's the reason why I'm fucked up, or you can choose to find to try find a way to get better and deal mm-hmm. with your trauma. And if you choose not to do that, then you can't blame anybody else but yourself because but that's yourself. a choice you made. So it's the same thing. Yes, we have trauma. Black people have trauma in this country because every day we see bullshit that basically tells us we ain't shit in this country. Mm-hmm. However, the bitterness and anger that we have, we can't allow that to um, prevent us from doing what we need to do as a people. And the reason we are so separated and we don't get nowhere is because, well, part of it is that, you know, 
racism, but the other part is we're we're not on the same page. We have different agendas every day, every five seconds. One group wants to do this, one group wants to fight for that, one group wants to fight for this, and then it's like, oh, let me hip hop is on, squirrel, and that's it. Like it's like we gotta we have to have something like we fuck we talk about all these other cultures and how these other cultures are unified. And I say yeah because they, while yes they are, you know, they do what they need to do for themselves individually and financially. When it comes to the group, right. like when it's a greater girl overall, like they're gonna support each other, and we don't necessarily do that, so we have to work on that. So the whole crab in, and that, cr- cr- that crab in the bucket mentality is still a thing, and we got to work on that. And also, too, this is why pe- everybody needs to go to therapy. It doesn't matter the level of trauma that you have; everybody and should do therapy. Yep, and that's, and that's also another community. issue because yeah, because oh, if you got to seek therapy, oh, then you're mentally ill. You're a psychopath. You're a serial killer. Like, no. okay, but I'm pretty sure... And that's because that's what we've been taught um, as a community in the, in the black community is that you don't need therapy. Even growing right. up, like, like there are older people, older black people, don't they think the shit we go through is not even that bad. They say, oh, y'all don't even yeah. understand. So to them, going to therapy shows us a sign of weakness. And it's like, yeah, no. But... But yeah, it's it's another thing. But I've kept you for an hour and a half, so I'm not gonna keep you the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, because I, I I gotta get off eventually. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ashley, for joining today. Have a good one. No Don't be too much of a half breed. And I'll talk oh, to you whatever. later. Bye bye. Of course. Peace out. Riva Well, thanks, Ashley. Thank you to Ashley for joining. Let me see if I can get a hold of Casey. I don't know. She might be laid up with her punk ass nigga. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm this- busy. What's it? Oh, you busy? Oh, we'll get you too. What's up? Well, this is King Cole from the Don't King Podcast. <laughs> Oh, but you busy. Not, hey y'all! You so whack. <laughs> I didn't know you was recording. I did. Who are? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm sitting here with my friends. Who are your friends? Courtney. Who is it? Nicole and Courtney, the only friends I've had ever in life. Really? Yeah. Only, only friends, really? Hi, yeah. Courtney. I'm Nicole. Oh my God. Hola. How are you guys doing? Oh my God. Yeah. What? You got it. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Oh my God. Like, you guys are, like, together and stuff. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, we are together and stuff. Oh, my God. Like, always. Yeah, not social distancing. It's freaking terrible. First of all, we are social distancing. Right now, they both six feet away from me. <laughs> Period. Period, pool. God, you still on that shit? It's been three months. God. What? That whole period shit. God. It's never going to die. It, it's going to die. <laughs> I'm not going to erase your memory. Yeah, here, you could have brought her. Anyways, hold on. Yeah, so how is this going? How How is your quarantining going? How is my quarantining going? Um, I'm ex- expensive. Okay. <laughs> expensive. It, I've spent way too much money. Um, I, I spent, well, next time you want to spend money, spend money on something that I need. This is perfume I want. This is I'm not spending money on that. This is all shit I need. <laughs> okay, I need it too. Though. Yeah, but you got money. You spend your money? I'm poor. You whatever you getting unemployment, I'm sure. My car is in the shop and I have no idea how many thousands of dollars. Do you know what's wrong with your car? What happened? It's my throttle body. The 
fuck is that? <laughs> you will get some shit wrong I ain't never heard of. What the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? They said, well, they said it's my throttle body or my engine, and I don't know, but all that shit sounds expensive to me. Well, yeah, you hope for the throttle body, because if the engine is going, you at that point, you might even get a car. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. This this always happens to me, because literally, I'm almost, I'm, I'm going to be done paying off this car in a couple of months, and this is literally the last thing that happened to me last time I paid a car off. It went, it, I literally got an accident totaled it out right after I made the last payment. Well, at least you got to make your last payment. The last time I didn't get to my last payment. (laughs) I was four months from my last payment. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me when I was in the car, when I was in the um, pilot. Fucking four or five months away from paying that bitch off and no bitch. Total. It's going to be $18,000 to fix this. Well, it's not worth nearly that much. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So we shall see. Tell them how they they noisy. I just want to point that out. Well, this is girls' night. It's ladies' night. Didn't you just have a girls' night every fucking week. The hell? No, it's not. This is the first time all three of us has been together with none of the guys. Oh God. Yeah. Niggas. Tired of y'all. Um. Well, I ain't want to. I don't want to bother you since you're busy. Oh my God. Okay. Well, next time when I'm free, I'll definitely be available for this. <laughs> and we'll see, cause you, you you always caked up somewhere. So whatever, nigga. Well, I can have a conversation. I ain't got to entertain him. He's like a regular person now. That's just life. Whatever, that nigga's still on probation as far as I'm concerned. But whatever. All right. Whatever. Bye, sibling. Bye, sister. What is this great? Well, KC can't join the podcast because she's busy with her ladies' night, girls' night, whatever the fuck she called it. So I guess I'll finish this podcast by myself, which is fine, whatever. Let me see what else is on the list of things I wanted to kind of rant about because I think that's one thing I wanted to go in about. It's a couple things. So um, so one thing I want to focus on, or I guess the one thing I want to end the podcast on is I didn't, I didn't expect it to be this long, but we actually went along a lot longer than I planned on. But and we kind of branched off into other topics. But so one of the things I've noticed, okay, I guess a couple of things I've noticed over the last couple months. Um, racism is still alive, and they're not concealing it. To quote a Kanye verse with a little difference. So there have been. You would think in the eyes of a pandemic, people being told to stay home, wear facial coverings, people not working, you would think that being racist would be, they would put that on the back burner a little bit, like they would chill out a little bit, ain't no sports being played, y'all could just chill, y'all can stay at home, y'all ain't got to worry about it. Sadly, though, that is not the case. Now, first and foremost, in the last couple of weeks, especially here in, in my, my great state of Michigan, um, with our, our, our governor, um, Gretch, or Big Gretch, as they call her now, um, it's been an ongoing thing because people, I think after the first time she extended the stay-home order, um, people decided they wanted to protest. Now, the people that are protesting are, you guessed it, white people. And I think I've talked about before the arrogance of Americans, Americans in general. 
Um, we have this whole mindset that we don't want to be told what to do. Um, it's that whole home of the free, blah, 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 a land of the free, home of the brave type shit. And so we have this thing where we don't like to be told what to do. And that's especially true for fucking white people because privilege. That's the best way I can put it. These white people are being told to stay home to protect not just themselves, but everyone else. They're allowed to go to the grocery store. They're even allowed to go to the park for walks. The only thing they shouldn't be doing is being outside unnecessarily. And so what do they do? They decide to storm the state capitol. And not just in Michigan, this happened in other states. The first thing they did was they stormed the state capitol and they did what they call a drive-in, where they tried to, they basically locked up the street in front of the capitol. But not only did they not stay in their cars, they decided to gather around the front and not social distancing, not wearing mask coverings. They even had one person who was like a, a council person of the city of Royal Oak here. And she got, she was noticed there. Like, it's just, it's first of all stupid. Because first of all, y'all, y'all, I can guarantee some of the people gonna get sick. Um, not to mention the sheer arrogance of the sheer arrogance of their stupidity because their their thought process is basically I don't want to be told to stay home so I'm going to I'm going to leave I'm going to I'm going to go out and do what I want to do I'm going to be I'm going to be um defiant the funny thing about that is this anytime a black person oh actually no we'll get to that I'm going to I'm going to hold that off um so that was the that was one thing so then we get to so this is the ongoing thing. We've had multiple protests. They've criticized our mayor, they, our governor. They've criticized multiple governors for making the same decision. You've had some states who've wanted to, they've started opening things back up. Some have been have seen success. Some things have seen things ramp up. Georgia opened up. Their cases have ramped up. Um, I think Florida opened up, but their cases have actually started to diminish. Um, however, with that being said, and then, of course, the guy in charge is an idiot and talks about everything but what's going on. He thinks everything is a success, even though we have people constantly dying. Um, and the only person I can think of, and I'm going to speak to what acceptable rest, risk is in the moment, um, because that's what happens when you have a businessman in, president, uh, in, in the president's office. But whatever the case may be. So back in February, a young man named Amar Aubrey was jogging. Um, and uh, two white men. Three white men, I'm sorry, because one was recording. Three white men pursued him in the truck and basically confronted him and accused him, uh, basically because they said he was a suspect in a robbery, a breaking into house. This is what they said. That there was a lot of break-ins in the area, and so they said he fit the description. And I'm sure the description was black man. That was it. So, one of the men was an ex-cop. And uh, ultimately, Amal Aubrey was killed. He was murdered by these two men. Mind you, this happened in February. And the prosecutor, the district attorney in, in the state of Georgia, said they didn't want to do anything. They recused themselves because they were too close to the people involved. They didn't do anything. We saw this video in April. So two and a half months after this shit happened, we finally found out about it. And you find out they saw the same video that we saw and they didn't think any, any charges should be um, brought against these two people. Um, and after pressure and much um, 
hubbubaloo on the internet from celebrities and everyone, they finally decided to arrest these two men. The, just the DOJ is supposedly investigating it, um, so we'll see how that goes. We tend to know what the outcome of these things are going to be, but the reality is they shot this man in cold blood. Um, and the reality is this. I don't give a damn, because my thing is this. They aren't, he wasn't on duty. They weren't, they weren't on duty. They are, quote unquote, making a citizen's arrest, but a citizen's arrest does not allow you to shoot somebody. It just doesn't. And the fact is you pursued a man with a gun in your hand um, to accuse him of doing something just because you want to kill an unarmed black man. And I'm sick of it. I'm frustrated with it. I am tired of it. And just when I think I can't be tired of it anymore, the news comes out this week. Um, and let me get her name because I want to make sure I say it right. I don't want to miss. I don't want to misquote this. Breonna Taylor in Kentucky. Breonna Taylor was sleeping in her home. The police um, were executing a search warrant on the wrong home. Mind you, the person they were looking for was already in police custody, was arrested that morning. They are executing a search warrant on the wrong home. Her and her boyfriend were sleeping. Her boyfriend woke up to thinking that people were breaking into the home and shot at the people that were in the home, which um, were the cops. And the cops shot 22 times, 22 times. Overkill, would you say? 22 fucking times. She was, sought, she was asleep through this entire thing, and she was shot six times in her sleep and died. She was a essential worker. She was an EMT. And they took her life. She had no say in it. And all because they made a mistake. But yet they arrested her boyfriend for attempted murder on the cop because he was protecting his home. Mind you, his guns were registered, by the way. I, I don't really know what else to say at this point because... And I go back to the white people in the states that are protesting these stay-at-home orders, and I speak to the privilege that is involved with the mindset of people who are protesting. But it also speaks to the contradiction in their thought process, because these are the same people that would tell black people, if you comply with the orders of the officer or the person, mind you, they're telling, um, they say Amar should apply uh, to the should comply with the people who were not even cops at the time. But okay. The same way they said Trayvon Martin didn't quote unquote comply. Or um, Michael Brown didn't comply. Um, is comply, comply, comply. Eric Garner com- didn't comply, but yeah, he was telling him I couldn't breathe and they didn't let him go. And they killed him on the street in New York. <sighs> We are always taught about these, or told about these rules, about complying with the rules and regulations that are set forth. But it seems these rules and regulations only apply to us. It only applies to black people. It only applies to those who already, first of all, looked at as second-class citizens in this fucking country and told, oh, no, you fucking animals, we're going to really make sure you guys are treated like the fucking animals you are, so you guys have to comply with these rules. But it's funny how y'all preach to us that we have to comply with rules, but when your governor says to you, hey, you guys need to stay home so you can save everybody's lives, y'all, y'all like, fuck rules. Fuck rules. 
It's very selective and it speaks to your privilege and it speaks to how you fuckers just really don't care. And you are t- you're entitled fucking bastards. And fuck every last one of you. That's the best way I can put it. So, I... It's going to get to a point where black people are going to have enough. And, um... I don't know when we're going to get there. But... It's going to happen at some point. Also, speaking to the privilege of you white people, I've seen um, multiple posts of white women posting how Karen is a, a racial slur. Bitch, if you don't get out of my face, Karen. That's all I have to say about that. Bitch. Because I can call you bitch instead instead of Karen. Would you, rather, would you prefer that? I can call you that. Instead of Karen, I'll just call you bitch. How about that? I mean, what you want? Um, and I know I sound like the angry black man right now, but this is because it's just frustrating. Like I, like it's just frust- it's frustrating. All right, so six nine came back, and I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna kind of. This is kind of a buffer topic before I get to my final thing. But six nine popped back up. You know, he got here released from jail. And he released a new video. He went on live, broke records on IG live, and a lot of people are like. He's a snitch, he's a snitch, he's a snitch. And yes, he is a snitch. And reality is this. While the whole concept of snitching to me, I have different different thoughts on it in general. What I will say is this. If you engage in in the street life, there are two things. The people that are associated with him are stupid for even believing he was actually going to be a person that was going to stand up for them. That's first and foremost. That that, that That was a miscalculation to say the least. But with that being said, if you are a person who is going to engage in that quote unquote street life, you got to stand up for your shit. Simple as that. And if you're not willing to do that, then don't fucking put it out there. And so I don't know if anything, I would just say this. I can, I can, I can pretty much guarantee that there are people that are looking for six, nine. I, you know, I don't wish death on anybody. So I hope they don't find him. but he needs to, he needs to, he needs to settle down because He's just making himself a bigger target, and somebody is eventually going to take aim at him, and it's going to be it's going to be fucked up, and I don't, nobody's going to feel sorry for him at all. It's just not. All right. So I've talked about the term acceptable risk quite a few times over the last couple months. Let me get comfortable. So acceptable risk. For people that don't know what acceptable risk is, and I guess let me, let me actually quote the actual definition of it. Acceptable risk refers to the level of human and property loss that can be tolerated by individual and household, a group or organization, a community, a region, a state, or a nation. What we are experiencing in this country right now is, is the fucking the, the fucking prime example of acceptable risk. We have a, a president who is rushing to open the economy because he understands that the economy being in the position it is looks bad on him. And that's really all he's worried about is optics. That's all he ever worries about. Not facts, just optics and how it looks. 
is a man who will say one thing in in one breath and the next breath say, I didn't say that, even though it's on video. And then he'll say it's fake news and you motherfuckers will buy that shit because you people are stupid. But what I, what I, uh, I want people to understand is this. As a country, and this is what happens when you have a businessman in charge, we are acceptable risk for this government because they are willing to sacrifice bodies, fucking human bodies, to get their economy back. It's worth it to them because ultimately it's really just about the optics. They want people to get back to work so the economy can bounce back and it doesn't look bad on their numbers because that's really all it boils down to is their stats. This is like their stat stuffers. It's really what it boils down to is that Trump, Trump is worried about his stats. He's worried about how it looks on him. He's worried about the fact that the economy sucks right now. He's a businessman, so it looks bad for him, even though he's bankrupt to most multiple companies, but that's neither here nor there. So what I, I, I want people to understand is that acceptable risk, for an example of acceptable risk is this. Um, a company is manufacturing um, their canned goods. In those canned goods, they find that there is a point, 0.001% of rat feces in said canned goods. And I know this is a disgusting example, but just hit me out. Their acceptable risk for that may be 0.02. So as long as it fits in there, so if 0.011% or 001% person find rat feces in their canned goods or canned peas or some shit, that's fine for the company. Because that's on that's a small percentage. It's the same thing drug companies do when they may they will put a drug on the market that has all these different side effects, but the financial gain of said drug is so f- much that if I can make five billion off of the um, off of the drug itself, if I get fined five billion for, or get sued for, and I lose five million dollars, it's fucking worth it. It's fucking worth it because that's how these companies look at numbers, and that's exactly what we are looked at right now by this fucking guy you guys put in office. We are a fucking number. We are a fucking. We are an acceptable risk of the United States of America. They are willing to sacrifice us first because as long as their fucking economy gets back to where it needs to be, that's all that matters. And it just it speaks to the fact that they don't look at us as human beings. They look at us as a fucking dollar sign. If you motherfuckers, the reason they're giving stimulus is so they can spend fucking money. That's what they want. That's what they want. You have companies who are who who are getting loans, billions of dollars long when they're billion dollar companies, their loans are meant for small businesses because they're fucking greedy. They're fucking greedy. And it just speaks to so much wrong with how this country looks at us as a people, but also speaks to the fact that this is what y'all get when y'all like the fucking businessman to, oh, y'all want to be different. We don't want a politician. We want a businessman in the office because businessmen, no, businessmen are fucking shady. Most businessmen only care about their fucking bottom line. And that's exactly what this is about for Trump. This is about his bottom line. His bottom line is our unemployment is high as shit after he touted how unemployment was so fucking low and our economy is in a fucking tank. That's what he cares about. He don't give a fuck about y'all as individual people. He don't give a fuck about y'all as a fucking community or anything else. Not to mention he lost the property well, so that's a whole nother thing. But, but this, this man does not care about y'all. He don't care about none of us. We are his acceptable risk. If... If a percentage of us have to die, as he keeps up in the number of people we're going to lose, but he's oh, he says it in such a way like he's proud of the number, that speaks to the fact that he don't fucking care about y'all or any of us. So, I, and I, I implore you, 
I usually don't speak on politics because I, I just avoid it. But we still have an election this year. And look, I understand there are a lot of people that don't like Joe Biden. I don't fucking care. We got to get this motherfucker out of the office. Just do. We can argue about all the other shit about Biden the other day. Is he a fucking clown? Yes. Has he done inappropriate shit for women to women? Yes. Just like Trump. They both are trash people. And unfortunately, at this point, we got to vote for the cleanest of the dirty shirts. And it ain't Trump. So, we'll see what happens. But that's my rant for today. It was good to pod again. Um, good to curse people out. Thanks, thanks to Ashley K-A-Y for joining. You can follow Ashley on that's Ashley K-A-Y on Instagram. Ashley K-A-Y Evans on Facebook. Follow me on uh, the real T-H-A, real Will K on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm sorry, Twitter and Instagram. Follow the podcast on Down With The King Podcast on Instagram, Down With um, DWTK Pod on Twitter, and Down With The King Podcast on Facebook. Um, I'm going to try to do this more often now um, since I'm in a better place right now, so I will try my best to do this more often. But with that being said, I'm going to sign off in this episode. Um, I hope everybody is enjoying, is making the best of their quarantine. Um, use this time alone with your family or even if you're just alone, just to to refocus, to clear your head, to pick up a new hobby, whatever it may be. Um, but we're going to get through this eventually. Um, but everybody stay safe out there. And I'll talk to you later.